Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. This is episode 47. Thank you, everybody, for listening along. We do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening to all of the old podcasts and hanging out with us today. Um, again, we do want to hear from you. Uh, let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Basketball is over now. Football is over. U- USFL is uh, ramping up here, but we probably won't talk about that as much as the NFL. So uh, we want to hear from you and uh, let us know what you want to hear us talk about. We will hit some random topics here. Um, so, Bryant, how can everybody get a hold of us? On um, Twitter, it's going to be at Heartland Pulse, same as Instagram, Heartland Pulse, and then just both Facebook and YouTube, Pulse of the Heartland. Just make sure you like, subscribe, and like we like uh, Trent said, if there's anything you want us to do, just in, you know interact with us. Let us know. We usually, you know, put some polls out there. But yeah, if there's definitely anything, anything interesting or got any, uh, you know, brain teasers, any, I guess anything like that you want us to um, go over, we'll definitely give a, give you our uh, very expert opinion on things. Because we are experts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had everything. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, what are you drinking? Uh, right now, I'm kind of being a bit of a nerd. I'm, I still got a sore throat, so I'm drinking water and, and cough drops. So I'm, I'm <laughs> maybe a little later, maybe I'll get some lean going, but for now, it's <laughs> cough drop. I was going to say, is that your version of uh, Scissorp? That, that's the white version of Scissorp. I don't have I don't have codeine here, so I'm going to have to drop a couple cough drops in here to see if it makes enough of a enough of a bang, I guess. I don't know. Mm, Recola and water. Recola <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Ryan, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got water today, bud. That's it. That's it. Just, Just water. water. Understandable. All right. Uh, is it as good as Ames water, though? Probably not. Okay. And probably not as your fancy oxidized osmosis. That's uh, reverse whatever. osmosis. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Get it right. Water is over there, Brandon. I, I, I'd like to announce that I'm joining the reverse osmosis crowd. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Going five stages, baby. There's yeah. dozens of us. Why yes. did we not have like a special pod for this? A YouTube live for this announcement. It's two O pod. Uh I mean, I just talked to my plumber this last week and told him to go ahead and order it. So he was gonna see if it was back ordered and get back to me, but he was gonna get it on its way. So yeah. I'm gonna you have the clearest not, ice cubes. You will not be disappointed. Looking forward to it. Well, what are you drinking right now? Yeah. I, well, because my ice cubes suck, uh, I'm I just have Crown and Coke. Uh, no rocks. Just room temp, baby. I mean, the Coke was cold. Come okay, on. that's good. Still good. delicious. Can't beat Templeton. Yeah. Well, you can't beat your. You can't have those dirty, dirty ice cubes. Dirty water. That's right. You know, melting in your drink, clouding that up. Yeah, I mean, once I get you know quality water, I'm gonna have to get some of those sweet uh, whiskey rocks, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta make it a round ice ball. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Trent. Trent, what do you got going on tonight? Oh yeah, you're. Uh, you can't. You're a uh, poor guy. Yeah, I'm on call for the 37th Tuesday in a row. It feels like. So. Oh, drinking Kool Aid again, eh? Yeah, I keep getting Tuesdays on call for some reason. So that's why on Friday, I will not be here on the pod for the first, I don't know, half of it. Because I was at work scanning patients because I was on call. So, um, But yeah, no, just drinking that high quality reverse osmosis brand in South Dakota water. Delicious. Yeah. So let's uh, jump into this thing. We would ask Joey, but he is having some technical difficulties right now. But uh, um, I don't know what he's drinking, but we'll find out in a bit. How about I bet that? you it's cucumber lime Gatorade, and that's a Gatorade that's uh, <laughs> flavored like cucumber lime. Um, that's lime with cucumber, I think. I, I, I can't remember how many times he says it, but at least he's like... <laughs> I think when he says that, I can only picture him like laying back, like at a spa. He's got cucumbers on his eyes <laughs> while he's while he's doing the podcast. He's just relaxed. Oh yeah, to, to drinking it from a big old bendy straw or something. I, I can definitely yeah. do that. 
<laughs> it's definitely one of those resorts where they have the big old leaves that they're they're, they're fanning on him as well. Yeah, exactly. Drinking, drinking his cucumber lime <laughs> Gatorade. That's cucumber lime again. Absolutely. For those of you who missed it. Yeah. All right, so now we got uh, most of the tef- technical difficulties figured out. We do have Joey back on the recording. So, Joey, what are you drinking? Uh, I switched from my last Gatorade to just orange-flavored Gatorade Zero this time. So not Aww. to make anyone mad, but, yeah, it's orange-flavored. Not cucumber lime? <laughs> not cucumber lime. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good good to have you back, Joey. Thanks, guys. Uh, right. I don't know how much longer I will be on because I just had a fire alarm go off in my hotel. So <laughs> I'll stay on as long as I can. <laughs> Uh, just remember, crawl low under the smoke, Joey. Well, you know, speaking of smoke, did, yeah. uh, all right, I, I'm gonna be cooking tomorrow. I'm gonna do mm-hmm. a little some some rib action, get my spare rib on. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll trim up the spares, square them up, throw them on the smoke for. I like to go two hours, about two fifty, and then mm-hmm. uh, I wrap them up with a little little juice and two more hours. Nice. So I'm gonna uh, be rolling smoke. What about any- you? Any season special seasonings this time? Or uh, I mean, it? you know, I'm I'm almost through that five pounds of plowboy <laughs> yardbird, so yeah. I, th- I think I'm gonna keep pushing on that. Nice. Uh, one, the reason I asked that, I was at Sam's Club this last weekend, and was it the Cosmos Burger Flavor Explosion one I got? Oh man, it was delicious, and the burgers I made. And then I also did, I got the Kinders, which is I guess like the sam's club brand maybe i don't know but it is garlic salt and pepper mix just mm. the basics they call it oh my god that is awesome too i had that on some cottage cheese that's how i like kind of double check my flavor well, profiles with the rubs and put them on some cottage cheese i you know i made a few trips to the old uh outdoor section at walmart this past week and mm-hmm. when, when you go through there here in newton it's right next to all their grilling and smoking stuff Mm-hmm. And you know, I was really tempted to pick up one rub just so I could have it. And it, you know, it's that wonderful Fire and Smoke Society uh, mm-hmm. onion butter. Oh yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, I almost did it just for you, Joey. Onions. Yeah, I will never be coming to Newton. <laughs> that, that alone will make me stay away. <laughs> I'll keep it in my pantry just so you know. If you're coming around, it's like you hang garlic. You for know. a vampire yep. yeah same thing <laughs> i do have some pretty kick-ass fangs so yeah that would probably work <laughs> but yeah uh no i did make burgers and hot dogs before uh the ufc 273 event this last weekend um they were pretty good did that flavor explosion stuff uh in the in the burgers and then i also did some minced garlic in them which i hadn't done before which also just bam, made them even better. So I really liked it. It was good. Nothing else too crazy, though. Did a big weekend of uh, birthday celebration with the girlfriend. Where, oh, we ate at, if no one, I know this is a chain, but if no one has eaten at First Watch for breakfast or brunch, holy shit, you got to go there. It's Never kind of a, it. it's kind of a Southwest flair to, I don't know like a mid upscale dining for like brunch and stuff. We've got great mimosas, great Bloody Marys, but I had the breakfast tacos, which were chicken, chorizo, pico, avocado, cheese, and something else in a taco shell. Holy fuck. They were good. And the last time I had, well, time before that I had the breakfast chimichanga, which was awesome, but they've also got Midwestern staples like um, chicken fried chicken, chicken fried steak, um, and then I also tried cheesy grits for the first time and they were delicious. So what first watch, first watch. Okay. Yeah, I've never watch. heard of this. And I know they're a chain. I don't know how far out they go. We've eaten at one in Kansas city and now Columbia. And I know they've got a couple in St. Louis, but I don't know if they're outside of Missouri or not, but if you can find one, go, I highly recommend it. It's awesome. I am Google searching them right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat you to it, Trent. Uh, there's one in Omaha multiple in omaha that's probably the closest to me apparently there are none near me ah damn well next time you're driving up to see trent or uh just back home in the fam- with the fam go up to kansas city and go to first watch it's awesome all right 
Yeah, that's uh, all I did for smoking and eating this weekend, basically. Uh, and you said you did that uh, for the fights? Yeah, for UFC 273. You want me to jump into that? Yeah. yeah. Yep, so 273 was this weekend. There was a big, big card. I know I watched it. Trent, you watched it too, correct? Yep. Yep, and I believe Bryant said he started watching it or had something going on. Uh, but yeah, it was a good, good card full of fights um the main event was volkanovsky versus korean zombie uh when, what i've seen so i fell asleep after the co-main and volkanovsky was just beating the shit out of korean zombie and i was like all right i just gotta go to bed it sounds like that just kept going on and it ended in the fourth round by Irby and, and korean zombie was just trying to do too much and just just getting his ass beat yeah that's exactly what happened uh I felt like the Korean zombie did not belong in this match. Like he just looked slower Mm. and weaker than Volkanovsky and Volkanovsky just pounded him. Mm -hmm. And it's been 3000 some odd days since his last title, you know, contention. So I don't doubt that he uh, was outclassed by Volkanovsky and, Volkanovski is making a name for himself, you know, as a legend in that weight class. So we'll see what happens in the next few fights. But uh, I think it's going to be his for a while. He just looks pretty unstoppable, which I also thought was going to be the case with the co-main. I thought Peter Yan was going to come out and just beat the shit out of Sterling and redefine his career. But man, Sterling pulled that one out with a split decision, 48-47. I... Myself had it scored that way, but I could have seen the first round going either way. That's why it was a split decision. I I think I texted you saying Big Pete won that fight. Yep. And I think a lot of people agreed. Dana White tweeted that Mm -hmm. Peter Yan won that fight. Uh, I I just felt like... So this Sterling, his move is get on the other guy's back. Right. And... That's what he did. And he basically just wrapped his legs around their waist and tried to choke them out for three minutes per like the second and third round. Right. And like the, that's all he did was he just like kind of laid on the mat and held the other guy down. And that's what I'm like. I mean, that's, he really didn't do anything. But he was trying for submissions. I mean, it's not like he wasn't working. That's the one thing, the difference between like lay and pray or ground and pound um, and just being a, uh, a brag basically is he was trying to work his stuff and Jan just had pretty damn good defense. Um, I don't know if you watched the, which fight was it before that? Um, the Mackenzie Dern fight where she was just going yeah. after Torres yep. the whole time. I mean, she was also working her stuff um, and working that ass. So uh, <laughs> it was also a good fight, but for me, the difference in the Sterling Jan fight that I think some people saw Jan just going at him in that first round and like backing him up against the cage and circling with him is Sterling actually outboxed him and landed more strikes in that round. Mm -hmm. So there's something to be said about octagon control. Don't get me wrong. But when someone outboxes you, even though you're moving forward that you should probably rethink your strategy a little bit. But like I said, it could have went either way. I could have seen, you know, 10-9 for either fighter in that first round, to be honest with you. And I kind of hope they do another rematch because it kind of feels like Sterling hasn't really solidified himself as the champ. Even though he did win this fight, um, did he do enough to actually win this fight? Or was it because he was the champ? Or, you know, it's still kind of up in the air, I think. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a good fighter in, like, that's his thing is get them on the ground and submit them. And yep. that's what he tried to do. Yep. He's a human backpack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the third fight of the, the, all right. So yeah, third fight of the night, either way you look at it in the main event um, was Kamzat Chimeyev versus Gilbert Burns. Uh, Chimeyev, I, to be honest with you, did not think he won that first round, but uh, 2928 uh, got the. Oh, so yeah, they didn't give him the first round. So he won 2928 unanimous decision, but Gilbert Burns gave him everything he could handle. It was a great test for Chimeyev, and uh, that dude is just going to shoot up the rankings. A lot of people want him against Covington right now. I would love to see him against Covington and shut that motherfucker up. So um, give me Chimmy Changa, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, he looked good. Burns looked good too. Showed a lot of heart. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you do with Burns after this because he also lost to Usman. Um, but I, he's going to be a staple at the top of that division for a while anyway. Yeah, he got knocked down in the first round, and I thought it was done. Mm-hmm. I thought yep. that fight was over. That was a super exciting fight. And the whole fight card from basically the third fight of the prelims all the way to the end was super exciting until you got to the main event. Um, yeah, the, the prelims, I was tweeting like crazy about them. They were, you know, exciting left and right unanimous decisions that were just back and forth, back and forth shit. Um, one name to uh, watch out for, Ian Gary. He was the, I guess, the last fight I call it the main event of the prelims. But he is coming over from Cage Warriors, where Conor McGregor was. He's also Irish. Um, he was their welterweight champ, and he looked very, very good in that yeah. in his uh, USA debut. So uh, yes. he fought a very good Darian Weeks. Um, yeah, so look, be on the lookout for that kid. Yep. Yeah, and then after that, you had Madsen defeating defeating Pichel, and then Mackenzie Dern uh, split decision with Tisha Torres. Um, that one I also feel like could have maybe went either way, but I'm glad Dern got the got the victory and um, hope she gets someone in the uh, I don't know in the mix for the title. I know she was ranked fifth, so I know most of the other women ahead of her are locked up right now. But maybe she'll uh, take four or five months off and then wait for another opponent to come out of that that big old mix up that's at the top there. Yeah, in uh, Madsen that fight. Uh, how do you say the is it Pichel? I think so. So, yeah, I can't remember what round it was after. It might have been after the first round. He kind of stood over Madsen and, uh, like, did the throat mm-hmm. slashing gesture. And then Madsen just kind of beat the shit out of him after that. Yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> think that he thought that he was, because he had taken Madsen down, that he was like, oh, I can do whatever I want to this guy because that, that's his cup of tea. Yeah. And Madsen, like you said, just beat the shit out of him after that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way it ended up. Nope, not uh, at all. Yeah, every one of these fights went the distance except for the Korean Zombie and Volkanovski mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. And that one got into the fourth round. And yeah, Korean Zombie was kind of unconscious on his feet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And it, it was, like I said, a, just a good night of fights all around. The prelims were exciting. And in the main events, they were all exciting, even though they all went the distance. Yeah. Anything coming up? Any other fights? So there is UFC 274. Um, there's a couple of fight nights in between there, but May 7th. Circle that on your calendars. This is a huge, huge card. Um, there's two title fights with Charles Oliveira fighting Justin Gaethje for the lightweight title bout. Rose Namahunas uh, defends her title against Carla Esparza. And then Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, Tracy Cortez, Melissa Gatto, Mauricio Hua versus OSP, Ovid St. Prue, and then Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon wrap up that main card. And that is, if you follow UFC at all, you know every single one of those names I just said. And it's that they're just huge matchups and a very huge card. So May 7th, UFC 274, uh, that'll be the next big one coming up. Everyone should try and tune into that if possible. All right, I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Yep. Yep, and that's uh, all I got for UFC and combat sports right now. It's kind of a lull in the action for a little bit. Yep. The boys from the Heartland will be right back. All right, well, we can uh, switch gears then, and we'll head on into the Masters and and we'll just recap that. Uh, the Masters, Masters finished up on, on Sunday. Sunday. Scotty Scheffler is absolutely on fire right now. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah. It, it is ab- – I, I mean, I guess you guys pay attention. I mean, has there been anyone in a while – or ha- does it go back to, like, Tiger for someone that's had this hot of a start to a career? Or I guess – I'm sorry, not career to, like – I guess this start, hot of a start since their first win. Uh, yeah, I think Tiger would be the the closest thing. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I Scotty think- Scheffler wins his fourth tournament of the year, um, and they've all been since February, since Super Bowl Sunday. He's won mm-hmm. four times. <laughs> I was I was trying to find a tweet, but it was something like. Um, 
players that have won four four times in a season, one being of a major and one being a <clears throat> a world golf championship. And it was Scotty Scheffler, and then there were four others, and they were all Tiger Woods. So, <laughs> so one that just shows how dominant Tiger was, but it just shows how tough it is to win in the PGA, and Scheffler is just doing a great job of it. Mm. No, definitely didn't uh, didn't. Uh, what am I trying to say? Didn't dwindle under pressure or anything. He uh, no, no. He got other, that... other than the four putt on the last hole. So I I. Google searched in Google search and I could not find it, but I have to assume he's the only person ever to four putt the 72nd hole of the master and still win. Yeah. Of any major, probably. Yeah. I I couldn't, I couldn't find it, but I I don't like, I was willing to go back and look at scorecards from 1935. Couldn't find it. I, I don't know. Maybe the stat isn't out there, but there can't be anybody else. But what a fucking what a fucking flex though that is. Yeah, really. So this is this is what I saw. Okay, players to win four times in a PGA Tour season, including a major and a World Golf Championship event. Scotty Scheffler this year, and then Tiger Woods in 2008, 2007, 2006, 2005, 2002, 2001, 2000, 1999. Yeah, that's it. Company. Yeah, yeah. Only one other guy, but. And you know, you, the reason there's no Nicholas or anybody, there was there weren't any world golf championships back in I think mm-hmm. the first one was like early 2000s, well, I guess probably mid 90s. If Tiger Woods' name is on there, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is a that's that's heck of company to be in. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think if this tournament is say 76 holes, I think Rory ties him, could be. Well, he was still. I mean, really, when you you look at it, though, he went to the 18th hole of five off. So I don't. Yep. I don't know if he would have. But yeah, I, I mean, just insane. I mean, think he was he was plus one to start the day. He went minus eight on the fucking last 18, and he, and he still Seven. wasn't within. I mean, within three of the final score, but four with Scheffler missing that easy putt. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a heck of a good round, and and one of the things that we talked about with our preview was will Rory ever win a, a green jacket? And, I mean, he really looked like it can happen someday with that final round. He just has to be able to put a full tournament together. Yeah, he. I think so. I can't remember what experts said it best, but it's like Rory plays the best when nothing's at stake. You, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe he likes playing in the in the shadows or something, but just an insane final round. Yeah. Yeah, if Rory played like he had nothing to lose for four rounds, he would have won that tournament by 15. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and again, he was that guy that he was going to be the next Tiger Woods. And it just, he, he's had a real, I mean, he's had a fantastic career. He'll be in the World Golf Hall of Fame, no problem. But mm-hmm. it just shows how hard it is to win consistently year in and year out, which is why that stat with the four wins a season is just so amazing by Tiger what he could do. And we can talk about Rory's amazing round here with the, with the minus eight, but that kind of shows you as well how tough Scheffler is, where he had his minus five that got him to, I think it was a minus seven or eight after the second round, and for him to hold that lead for two more days with everyone gunning for him. Yep. Yeah, he did awesome. Um, it was a super boring Masters. I mean, it, it was yeah. getting exciting on the second hole on Sunday because you were you know within one shot. Cam Smith started us so hot, but couldn't keep it going. But no, I mean, I how, how about how about Scheffler there on the third hole? I mean, they're both in a bad spot. You know, he's kind of staring bogey in the eye, and Scheffler goes with a bump against the hill and pulls it for birdie. I mean, that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. No, I, it was like you said, and I think the Masters is kind of like you know, sex or sex or pizza. You know, whether it's good or bad, it's still you know, it, it's still good. I, I guess you know, it it's still the Masters. You still get your great Jim Nance naps in there. You know, still just the green jacket, everything about it's great. It's, it's a, obviously it sucks. It's only once a year though. Yeah. How about the, me, Kevin and Trent, we, we picked what we picked a total of eight players and four of them ended up in the top, top, top 10. You're pretty good there. They're pretty good. We we know what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I picked Scheffler to win and Thomas to to be uh, possible Um, or both of them to be our, our one of one of my three. Um, Trent and I both sucked with 
Xander Shoffley. He really did <laughs> not show up. But then Trent Trent picked Cam Smith, and he was right there. You, you know, Xander Shoffley was a great pick. Xander just didn't execute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Kevin came in with the Morikawa pick. So a lot of a lot of sports books you can pick. Um, now, pick I don't know who, this... who's going to be in the top ten if they're going to be in the top ten. So you could have made made some real money this week. And I called DeChambeau not making the cut. Yeah. Now, hold on. I don't know if it was the live stream or if it was just the last pod last week. Didn't one of us say that it was going to be Spieth uh, winning? That was Kevin. Yeah, damn yeah. it, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin's two out of three for Kevin were not good, but he had the most work out all one. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we, we won't relegate him back down to part-time potter, but, you know, <laughs> these picks better start picking up, buddy. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fucking, I, I had Cantley, and I was feeling so good after the second and third round, and then he just shit the bed round four, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was I mean, it was good to see Shuffler win. He's got a major. I mean, he look, he looks like he can win any dang tournament he plays in this year. Yeah. yeah. No, more more power to him. And, and kind of like a lot of stuff said, I don't think there's not really a lot of repeat winners on this. So it, it's interesting because, like, now next year, like, as many as people where we should have been thinking, like, Morikawa that had won last year, now who's going to be the new face that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm already excited for next year's Masters. Yeah, and, and, and a name to look look uh, look at for next year would be Will Zalatoris. I think he mm-hmm. had second or third last year, and he got in the top. Uh, he got sixth this year, I guess. Yeah, so, he's, he's always involved, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, he didn't get his PGA Tour card until this season full-time. He he got whatever, top five last year, and mm-hmm. he was still part of the Corn Ferry Tour. So this this guy has a strong future to him. And that's uh, Happy Gilmore's caddy. Yeah, yeah but he, he cut his hair, so he's you know, yeah doesn't look as close anymore. <laughs> yeah, basically Happy's caddy. And wouldn't wouldn't be the Masters if we didn't mention Tiger. He makes the cut after uh, 14 months being off with a devastating leg injury. Um, Yeah, and he comes back and makes the cut. And, you know, he'd say what you want about, you know, him falling, you know, towards the end of the tournament, towards the back. But, I mean... That, that's golf. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, he played with the world number two on uh, on Sunday. So, I mean, he's still yeah. up there playing with the top ranked golfers, you know. Yeah, I think it was uh, somebody said it was his daughter on Sunday said that this shouldn't even be possible. I, I guess she's just absolutely amazed at the progress he made. And Justin Thomas said the same thing that he saw the pictures of his leg afterwards. And he just has no clue how tiger got to this point. To be able to play. So, I mean, yeah. it, good for tiger to, to, it was, I think they said 500 some days since he played a, played a tournament. So to make a cut, one of the toughest courses that they play every year. Um, it's a major tournament and the best players in the world. Every single one of them is playing except for Phil. And he makes the cut. That's that's phenomenal. Good for him. Looking forward to him playing at St. Andrews. Yeah, and I think he'll come back and he'll contend again because what let him down was his short game. Yeah. I mean, hitting the ball far was no problem. No, he was out driving everyone he was playing with. Yeah, so hitting the short game, and that's something that I would feel on his leg would be easier on his leg to practice. Yeah. So I'm sure he will just practice the hell out of his putting clean and irons up a little bit yeah but yeah i mean he his driving game was his best part and that's usually what gets him in trouble so look out st andrews yeah that's that's i'm looking forward to that i know next month is the pj championship at uh, southern hills in tulsa he was you know didn't quite commit to that one he'll kind of trying to do the same process he did with the masters get healed after this one and build up to be able to play the pj championship um, I did see today he applied to play for the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Now you have to do that before a certain time, or else you don't have the opportunity to play for playing it. But he's applied for that, so that shows that he's trying to build for that. But yeah, he definitely he for sure said he's going to be at St. Andrews playing at the Open there. And speaking of Southern Hills, I did see a quote from Scotty Scheffler today that this quote was from like 2019 when he was still on the Corn Ferry. And somebody asked him what his favorite course in the world was, and he did say Southern Hills. He really, yeah, 
So there you go. Scotty Scheffler going to win the PGA any, championship. Do we have, do we have the odds for the PGA championship at this point? I don't know. I haven't looked Let me go on to MGM quickly. Clark um, Clark could go. I mean, it's in Tulsa. It's only like right three there. hours from Newton. That's right. Um, Party at my house. Tiger, we'll go. Tiger has won there. Yeah. He won the U S open there when it was like 130 degrees. PGA Championship. Let's see here. So, the geez, even for the PGA Championship, Scheffler is tied with Thomas and Rom for plus twelve hundred for favorites. Mm. So, go. I would, I would go put some money on all three of those guys. Actually, yeah, go put some money on it. And then we'll go to Newton, and then we'll just go to Tulsa from there. That's right. Yep. Uh, any other takeaways from the Masters? Um, no, just just such an amazing course. I'll I'll enter the drawing again this year and hopefully get in get in next year. I know I look. You always text. You know it's the best time of the year. You get your uh, your your uh, denial uh, email. So I yeah I look a tradition yeah a tradition unlike any other yeah the rejection email that you and I get every season. No, don't worry. Kevin will. He'll win. He'll take us. Look, I'm sure. Some say it's a better tradition than the pimento and cheese. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We, uh, I would, and, I would love it, to go just for the food. Yeah. So it's during cheap. this, during this week, I entered two, uh, trips for, um, to win, to go play at, uh, Pinehurst in North Carolina and then a trip to Vegas. And I sent it to Trent and, uh, Kevin and said, okay, enter these and, and, uh, but I have to go if you win. So I'm looking forward to going with Kevin's winning of those. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we tripled our chances. Yeah. I'm pretty positive we'll be doing a live from Pinehurst at some point this year. Yep. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to add to that? No, I've got nothing else. Clark, do you, uh, you watch? No, it's pretty busy this weekend, so uh, ne- never got a chance to take a nap. Ah, uh, nerd. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't nap. I watched. But my boy Cam Cam Smith. Oh, I thought on the third hole, I was like, okay, here we go. He's gonna take this over, and Scotty chipped that one in, and that was it. Never could quite recover after that one. No, no, that that was kind of demoralizing, I think. So, the boys from the Heartland will be right back. So earlier today, uh, we put out a tweet on the Pulse of the Heartland Twitter, and I had seen this tweet going around. And so I figured we can get it on here. And the tweet was, we are canceling each other over your take about your favorite sports team. And then you just quote tweet with your cancelable sports take about your favorite team, school, or player. So go over to our Twitter and take part in that. We want to hear it. And I did quote tweet mine on there, but we'll go over them here. So uh, we already had one that, that had answered. I, I don't know if I agree with it. Do you remember which one that was Trent? Yeah, I will. I'm on the tweet right now. It was from somebody, their Twitter handle is just PS bowl in Colorado. Is their you name know, their Their uh, descriptions say they are an Iowa state fan. Just throwing that out as a disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you click on there, like their picture is Jack Trice stadium. So, um, but uh, theirs was purple. Kansas will have more victories in football this year than Iowa <laughs> state. So I do like the term purple Kansas though. That's kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the diet Jayhawks. Yeah. The diet, diet Kansas. Diet Kansas. Um, so th- that is a, that is a pretty cancelable Iowa State take right there, I would say. So much uh, as I hate Kansas State, I, I hate I hate this fan, but he, you know, again, 
we talked about it before that North Dakota uh, – what's his name again, North Dakota State coach? Uh, is it Chris Kleinan? Kleinan, yeah, Kleinan. I mean, regardless of how you say his name, the shitty thing is I know he's a good coach and probably is going to keep making them a better program. I kind of like shit stomping in the last few years, so I was hoping that was going to continue <laughs> on. But Do you think Iowa State will be able to uh, pick it back up without uh, their longtime quarterback, running back, roster? Um, um, I, I would say running back is going to be, I don't think we're going to have as steep of a drop off. It seems like we've had talent there for the last few years, you know, basically, you know, next man up. I think drill Brock is a stud. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that that was, this was kind of one that I was leaning on and I went in a different path, but you know, Purdy was a great quarterback, but you can still admit that he was underachieving for he did the last few years, you, you know, yeah. I, I don't think we're right on that edge. Is was he underachieving? Where I don't think it's going to be as big of a stop off, I our, our drop off. Sorry, but I I think the quarterback's going to be bigger than the running back. As much as Brees Hall is probably currently looking to be a first, if not second round, you know, running back, um, I think the quarterback's going to be the bigger issue with the uh, Hunter Deckers, I believe. Trent, yeah, right? yeah, Hunter Deckers is supposed to be the starter. Yeah, so. I think that's going to be the bigger one. And even bigger than that, it's still going to be our line. We, we can never seem to have a line that seems like that can compete with, you know, whenever we play Iowa earlier in the year or consistently with an Oklahoma or something. So, yeah, see, my optimism, I feel the same way about Hunter Deckers as you, but my optimism with him is he's been in the program for three years. There you go. So, a lot of time to study that playbook. It's not anything new for him. So, exactly. All right, uh, Clark, what is your cancelable sports take for your team? So I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people out there disagree with me, but I think that the Tyreek Hill trade for the Chiefs was a great move. So that's what makes it cancelable if people disagree with you, Clark. I'll say just a lot of Chiefs fans have asked me, it's like, what do you think of the trade? Like, what are they going to do? I'm like, who cares? It's like they just got a bunch of picks out of them. It's the NFL. Age is a huge factor with, you know, some of those players. I think Tyree Kill's been he's been awesome. I won't discredit anything he's done for the organization, but uh, you know, he was ready to go somewhere else and we cashed in on him. So I think the Chiefs organization are great at converting those picks into the new talent. So I, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of bandwagon fans will disagree because unfortunately I agree with you hundred percent, man. Like he was he was already kind of out the door and you know, ever since Andy Reid's won the Super Bowl, I, I trust him and Veach to do whatever they need to. If they think, you know, from what we've heard, you know, Tyreek in a few years, he, he can't stay this fast forever. You know, if, if he did, we obviously would have kept him, but I, I agree with it being the right choice, get as much as you can out of now. And, and yeah. I'll see him, you know, he might throttle us a couple games when he, when he's in a Dolphins uniform, but Past that, it's $30 million a year for a slowing wide receiver at that point. I mean, I think he's still going to have great games. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not saying he's going to be the worst in the league by any means. I, I think he's still going to be a top 10 wide receiver. But when you're in an organization like the Chiefs where your quarterback's worst year has been 4,800 yards, which is a lot better than, you know, probably 90% of the quarterbacks in the league – you're going to have good numbers when you're the primary receiver. So I, I think may, maybe one of it would be uh, um, saying that we got enough for the Tyreek trade. I think that might be more cancelable because I, I think we got just enough. Some people are saying we should have gotten more and it's, it's, you know, it's kind of one of those tippy, you know, you're right on the edge of if you're going to push too far and then the team's going to back out or, or just going to say, screw it. We'll just let your guy walk next year and get him for free. You know? Yeah. So, no, I unfortunately, I, I wish I could cancel you on that one, man, but I kind of agree, but yeah. And to a point, I think it's refreshing for their game plan. You know, past three years, it's been the same thing. Just watch out for Tyreek over the top. Yep. And, and, they, and Andy Ridd did a good job of finding ways to get him the ball underneath, let him create. But I think that this overhaul to the receiving core is going to give us a new look in the offense. Mm-hmm. And you know, create some issues for the defenses. 
Well, f- fingers crossed, my friend. I guess if we'll see a few weeks into the next season how how it turns <laughs> out. You know. Yeah, we'll see how cancelable it is in a few months. But uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty cancelable take there. I think a lot of Chiefs fans would disagree with you, but uh, I I do agree with you. I mean, eh, I don't. He's a wide receiver. You know, yeah, he's not your quarterback. Yeah. So. Well, uh, Trent, I'm I'm gonna about to cancel you on your next one. I'm going down the agenda. What the what the hell are you saying with your your cancelable? So my cancelable sports take. I guess it isn't about sports per se. It's about it's about Hilton Coliseum. Uh, Clone cones are just okay. Fuck. They they are (laughs) meh. It is vanilla ice cream colored red and yellow, and people go ape shit over them. (laughs) It it is vanilla soft serve. I think my wife asked, why are they serving pink ice cream? (laughs) It's red and yellow. You can't have like cardinal red ice cream. I don't know if that would even look appealing. That'd stain stain everything. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that is mine. Uh, I've had a clone cone before. I mean, would I get one again eh, if I'm in the mood for ice cream? But mm-hmm. it's just vanilla ice cream. So, yeah. If um, your daughter is, you use that as the excuse. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've had too many. I mean, I, next time I go to Hilton, I think I'm gonna have to have one and see if I really want to cancel you. Hold on to that. Fuck you, or or <laughs> maybe I, I agree. With you, Brian. <laughs> um. So who Brady Strite? He tweeted back at me and the same thing he said it's just colored vanilla soft serve and yeah. he has a great idea he thinks it should be strawberry lemon flavored that that would be great oh, yeah. i would be all for it absolutely something different and actually a signature item mm-hmm. yeah and this might be even more cancelable as an iowa state fan uh shane haltorf said he's never had one so what? yeah come on man yeah that's always one of those it's like it's like the first time you bring someone to it's the first time there you got to get them one even if they don't like ice cream you always get one so you say you had the clone cone yeah but i wish it were just flavored different it's like when you go out to welch ave and ames for the first time we're gonna go get super dog it's not the greatest thing but you have to say you had a super dog while you were there no you Are you going to try to start a fight because you want a burrito and the guy you're staying with won't help you get a damn burrito? You yeah. get fighting burrito. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that that's another place where I apparently I only went there when I was uh, leaving the bars because I went there. <laughs> because they were open till 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I frequent, I used to frequent back in my college days fighting burrito around 2.30 in the morning every time. <laughs> and I went there at twelve thirty in the afternoon one time, and it was awful. I, I like, it, I think they also tried to go a little healthy as well. And it's like oh. I'm not here for a healthy burrito. I'm here for something that is going to soak up some of the alcohol from patties tonight. So, do do they still have the webcam so you can see how long the line is before you go? Um, it was on their website. Golly, I I haven't, I haven't been there in a while. I guess I guess once you get to thirty, you don't frequent uh, fighting burritos <laughs> much. But I'll definitely have to double check for you. I mean that I don't know if that's that might be gone a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I thought you told me that place closed at one point. Yeah, because there's a lawsuit between they were called the Flying Burrito. And yeah, I remember that. No, I they thought... they like immediately changed their name and then moved to Welch. Because mm-hmm. they were down by, I can't remember the north south street there. They were down by like Taco Bell, wasn't it? Just to the west of Welch, a few blocks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought didn't they didn't they close for a little while when they were on Welch? Oh, maybe. Uh, like I said, maybe that that might have been when they were going through the the health mode. But that was. Uh, I bet. It, yeah. Um, so I, I haven't been there in a while. Maybe I'm, so I'm in Ames. I should just go there tomorrow and see. Report back to you. Go Give to us lunch. a burrito review. Everyone yeah, knows the rule. One bite. <laughs> One gigantic bite. We know the rules. So, Ryan, your cancelable take is not typed in here. You just, you're going to surprise us? Well, I didn't, know we, that? I, didn't, I didn't know we actually had a place to type stuff in. That shows how much I've been paying attention. I'm watching NBA playoffs, so, you know, 
Oh, oh. come on, man. No one watches NBA other than Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I have two for the Vikings, I guess. Right. Um, one, we've said it, Trent and I have said it before, so I don't know how cancelable it is, but we have too much money spent on running backs. Get Dalvin Cook out of there. I agree percent Trade him. Um, the other one is more of a game day type experience, so it's, I don't know, you can probably hear it on TV, but it's more, you hear it more when you're at the game. The Skull Vikings song after a touchdown oh, after my God. score needs to freaking go away. That is so damn annoying. I don't need a song from 1961 <laughs> playing after they get a field goal with a bunch of dudes running around with flags on the field. Just make the field goal. Go on throughout your get the game going we don't need to hear this crappy song yeah no no i i've really noticed that when i've because i've been to a couple games when the vikings are absolutely getting their asses kicked and they make mm-hmm. a field goal to be down by 27 instead of 30 and they play that you know <laughs> that's the, annoying the the skull chant at the beginning of the game is freaking awesome but get the skull song out of there it's it's all yeah it's just dead just get it out of there if you don't know what he's talking about go look it up yeah you'll be it's a banger yeah it, it's it's it was literally recorded in 1961 and that's still the audio that they use it's not like they've gone throughout the years, years and said hey you know what we have better technology let's make this a little bit, bit better no it's still the recording from 19 so you can hear the needle touching the vinyl is what you're saying basically <laughs> it's, it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't been to a Vikings game, but I I I could probably I can see where that's getting annoying. It's kind of another one that was close. I was just thinking is you know Iowa State's football has been bad for so long as we we always celebrate first downs by saying it's another cyclone first down. That one's starting to get annoying now that we're actually getting a decent program. Like we shouldn't have to celebrate every first down now. Like when we were scoring seven points a game and we were losing, you know, 10 games a season. Yeah. You celebrate your first downs. It's the literal, literal, <laughs> like we got to move on from that, but, mm-hmm. oh shit. Well, I would say b- before I, I go into more Iowa state hatred, I, I know Joey's is up next. So, and Joey had to drop out with technical issues. So I'm going to, now it sounds like I'm going to be shit talking Iowa here, but his is about Iowa wrestling here. He's as a cancelable take as Tom and Terry brands are both overrated and underachieving. So um, I asked him to kind of clarify that. And he, and he, he said, mostly it's within this last year, but he's, you know, he said, you can kind of look at their career as well with the talent they've had and kind of, they've really started to underachieve the way I'm reading it, you, you know, since I would probably say since Sanderson's been around. And I mean, like he mentioned this year, Spencer Lee was, you know, easily their best uh, wrestler. He wasn't really 100% going to be counted for the full year. I think he did a couple matches. Or, you know, but he was out by December and that completely derailed their whole lineup, which if you're Iowa and you're supposedly fighting for being the number one wrestling team and you're consistent in that, you know, I would have to say minimum top three to five recruiting every year in wrestling and you're not competing with the Penn State, even then at that point, it's, you know, for sure that's you're going to say they're underachieving and overrated because they're not doing what they need to at that point. So. I'd say that that was Joey's, and then you know just hop it into mine. Of course, it's going to be Iowa State, Homer Bryant. But um, this this one, I, I guess, I, I almost think that getting rid of the uh, Cyclone first down one is going to be more cancelable. But uh, I put down Gene Chizik was just as important of a hire for Iowa State football than Paul Rhodes was. Which, if you aren't aware, Gene Chizik was only at Iowa State for two years. I think won four to five games at most, and Paul Paul Rhodes brought brought us to multiple bowl games. And was here for about, I believe, seven years and won two or three bowl games. Um, but in those, seriously, in those two years that Gene Chizik was here, the talent that he brought to Iowa State, we he unfortunately brought this controversial new logo, which I'm still not 100% moving from the tornado cyclone onto the big I state. But, uh, you know, the talent that he brought in for the two years he was at Iowa State that actually cemented Paul Rhodes's first four four years with the talent that he had at linebacker with AJ Klein and Jake Na- or, uh, Jake J- Nott, Jake Knott, yeah. yeah, not Luke Knott. That was his brother later on, but you know, Gene literally brought enough talent to keep to, for Paul Rhodes to keep his job probably an extra two to three years, to be honest. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I think didn't Gene Chizik only win five games in two years? Yeah, because I think that's what it was. 
I think he went three and nine, and then he went two and ten, and then he went twelve and zero with one of the best uh, um, college players in recent college football history. You know, so yep, that's kind of traditional Iowa State. Someone leaves and then immediately has gigantic success somewhere. But <laughs> yeah, I always look at that. It's just like, yep, Kale Sanderson, the only undefeated Iowa State. You know or the only undefeated wrestler in history leaves his alma mater and then is now dominating at Penn state because they are willing to pay him the money. You know, it's, it's very Iowa state esque for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, I agree with you there. So any other cancelable offenses, anyone else? I, hell doesn't even need to sports. Any other cancelable, even life takes right now. Uh, I've got nothing. What about pineapple and pizza, huh? Gas prices are too high. <laughs> no, they're not, Ryan. <laughs> no, I yeah, I love I love spending fifty dollars to fill my fucking 2013 Chevy Cruze. That, that that's what a fucking small vehicle should cost for sure. Mm-hmm. Just insane. Ryan and I are hitting triple digits over here with our well, trucks. <laughs> luckily, I don't have to drive to work as much nowadays, so it's not as bad. But yeah, I, I left my one mile commute to come over here for a twenty mile commute. So yeah, and say my commute's only six minutes long, so I really can't complain. But mm-hmm. you know, every three weeks when I have to fill up that that tank, it pisses me off. You know, <laughs> with a super fuel efficient Ram fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh, we like that 13 mile an hour or 13 mile per gallon uh, average over a tank's real good mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so all right any anybody else got anything to add here before we wrap this thing up yeah. let's put a bow no. on it right. my dog my dog is telling me he needs to eat We'll we'll let Ryan go feed River here. We'll wrap this up. Just want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. Uh, keep an eye out for the fun cast on Friday. That will be coming out as well. Uh, sorry about the technical difficulties tonight. Uh, so we we lost Joey for about half of this pod, but uh, he got his UFC talk in. So um, I guess Bryant stepping in and taking Joey's job here. How can people get a hold of us, Brian? Oh yeah, sorry. Golly, uh, it's going to be uh, for Twitter or for Twitter. It's going to be at Heartland Pulse, Instagram at Heartland Pulse, and then Facebook and YouTube Pulse the Heartland. Like we said, just make sure you like, subscribe, follow, interact. Let let us know if there's definitely something. You know, we kind of like doing these little you know countable sports takes or stuff like that. De- definitely interact if there's something you think that is more cancelable or this you know ours or shit. Just let us know. Let, let us know what you think. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Appreciate you.